Welcome everybody to episode 66 of Talk Tunes. Um, and this week we have a, a wonderful guest, as always. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Darren Korb. I'm the audio director for Supergiant Games. Super. Thank you very much. So, first of all, obviously, Darren, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to see to speak with me. Um, as always, it's a pleasure and an honour. Um, so, kind of to kick things off, do you want to tell me and everybody else about sort of your past, about like not the you know the secrets and all those kind of things? <laughs> <laughs> Although you can if you want, it could be a bit of a confessional. Um, <laughs> it's more about kind of because I talk to a lot of composers and everybody has a, has had a different route to where they've got. Yeah. So like some have gone to college, some have been self-taught. So how was your route to kind of where you when you started? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I did not, I don't think have have a traditional path into uh, music for games. I mean, I, I or game audio, I guess I should say. I started um, as a little kid. I was about five years old. I started singing and performing in musical theater, um, and I did that all the way through high school and was pretty into that. And before I, when I was around eleven years old, I started playing guitar and writing songs and playing in bands and. And in high school, I discovered that I really had a passion for recording and was super interested in that. So there was a point in high school at which the recording and music interest kind of overtook the performing theatrical stuff interest. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of never looked back. Um, and uh, I went to NYU and did a individualized major which included some music production and music business a little bit and a little bit of composition a little bit of poetry and some humanities and all sorts of stuff um i interned in a recording studio for a couple of years um and so after college i was just trying to have any sort of paid job in music at all <laughs> you know anything anybody would pay me for music related i would do um i was trying to produce people uh, in New York, I did a little bit of that. Um, I wrote some songs. You know, I was trying to have a band and perform. I was um, did some kind of musician, hired musician gigs here and there. And I, I, I managed to get like, you know, what of my songs, a couple of my songs placed in a little indie movie, and 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 write a song for for that. Um, and I did it, you know like a little infomercial spot or whatever <laughs> so a couple of couple of pieces of music but that was like all the composing I'd done um before the way I got into games which is my buddy who I'd grown up with since we were eight years old playing D D and video games and being in bands together co-founded Supergiant Games and asked me to do all the audio with my buddy Amir Rao um and he just thought I could do it so he so he asked me um and that was it I I never looked back <laughs> That's awesome. So the first game that you worked on was, was it Pyre? It was Bastion. Bastion, sorry, Bastion. Um, how did you go around like the, the com composing for that? Because obviously yeah. first game and... Yeah, I mean, specifically the composing, I, I really approached with a songwriting and production mindset, mm -hmm. um, just because that's where my background is. And so those are the tools I had. I think I was, uh, that I was most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I still kind of do that. I mean, when I'm working on 
on a piece, you know, and the, the way it sounds and the specifics of how I execute the sounds themselves is just as important to me as what the notes are or any, anything else that the production is a really critical part of my composing process. Um, but I, I, you know, I didn't really have traditional composing tools. I wasn't really comfortable with the idea of light motifs and kind of bringing melodies back and so I, mean, I just, I, so I just, what I ended up doing was I sort of made a genre for myself mm -hmm. uh, to try to have all the music sort of feel of a particular whole and, uh, and sort of just tried to make, you know, see what vibes were required, what contexts were going to be required and, and lean towards that, but still stay within this sort of overall genre of, of the music um, that I'd set up at the beginning of the project. I, I ended up calling it acoustic frontier trip hop for Bastion. Um, sort of a weird kind of hybrid genre that I, that I, um, it was sort of, you know, it served as like a guide and a constraint and, and it was useful for, for a lot of reasons for me creatively on that project in particular. And um, working with, um, is it Stephen Blow? Sorry? The, the, the um, games designer. Oh, so, uh, no, so Greg Kasavin is the writer. Um, Amir Rao is our main designer, um, studio director, and Gavin Simons, our pr programmer. So, um, so yeah, we're, you know, on Bastion, we're a small team of seven people. Um, and uh, we've grown since, but all the original people who worked on Bastion are still still uh you know we're with, with the studio mm -hmm. you quite a tight-knit family absolutely yeah and and a lot of the or people who were originally involved are just people amir knew mm -hmm. um i think maybe gen z is the only exception but but she's somebody that we knew we had a mutual friend uh that's how we met gen, gen z was a recommendation so yeah, I think pretty much everybody who originally worked on Bastion was just someone Amir knew, uh, like myself and Logan, we grew up with Amir and Greg and Andrew and Gavin all, all sort of, they were like roommates with Amir in LA and, uh, and then, yeah, and Jen was through a mutual friend. So it was all sort of like just kind of people we knew more or less or people Amir knew. Do you think that you're, you're kind of style has evolved from Bastion to kind of today? Yeah, I mean, I think I've certainly uh, tried to expand my comfort zone uh, with each project and and kind of branch out and figure out um, new things that I can be, that I can try to fold into to what I'm, I feel like I'm capable of. Um, certainly on Hades, I've done stuff that I I had been maybe nervous about before or had, or wasn't confident that I could pull off necessarily. Um, like I've been sort of wary of proper, like full on rock production, mm -hmm. um, being able to do that convincingly. So maybe in the past I avoided it. Um, but for Hades, I really was interested in, in giving that a go. And, and um, I think it was a really good, um, cause I was listening to the soundtrack today actually. And, it's, a, it's such a great fit for the game awesome. and um, it's really nice to hear. But actually, one of the tracks I particularly liked was, I think it's called Lament of Orpheus. Yeah. Yeah, I, really, I think that's beautiful, actually. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much.
Yeah, that was a fun one to write. And I sort of, when thinking about what Orpheus might sound like, I I decided on the falsetto thing just because I figured, well, what this guy's supposed to be the greatest musician of all time. You know, <laughs> how do you, he, he, he had a voice that moved the gods to tears, you know, and so how do you represent that in a way that's, that's going to come across somehow. Um, and so I decided it's just got, he's just got to always sing in his falsetto. I think is the, <laughs> it's the way it's the only thing I could, I could do it. It's so different from kind of, you know, the, it's quite bombastic. It's a soundtrack really, yeah. you know, yeah. um, you can hear quite a lot of my correct and you can hear quite a lot of mandolin. Uh, there's, yeah, there's some mandolin. There's bozuki. There's uh, balama, which is a Turkish uh, instrument and, and lavta, which is a Turkish instrument instrument as well. Yeah, I tried. I try to use like a decent amount of sort of Mediterranean folk mm-hmm. instruments to sort of place the music generally in that in that region um, as much as possible. So I need to ask something that's kind of become a bit of a thing um, with other composers that I've spoken to um, over the you know in the past. Uh, nine times out of ten, when they're starting a new project, they will uh, generally treat themselves to a new toy. <laughs> do you do that yeah. as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll, I, you know, I'll see kind of what the setting is and what, what I'm thinking about uh, in terms of the palette, and I'll try to acquire as much of that stuff as I can, um, and try to have, you know, get all the my ingredients together, you know, before I start cooking, so to speak, you know. And with each project how do you get like a set amount of time that you're going to work with it? Like say, they say, okay, you've got three months to do it from start to finish, or you've got six months or you've got nine months or you've got two years or. Well, for me, you know, I'm, I'm the audio director on the team at Supergiant. So I'm, I'm there full time and I'm on the projects that we do from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So the three year development cycle or whatever it is, the whole time I'm working on all the aspects of the audio music, sound effects, voiceover. And how do you find that kind of composing and then kind of spreading that or getting them all out into individual sections? It must be difficult to kind of in your head kind of going, right, I have this to do and then this to do and then this to do and oh my God. You know, for me, I just, it's in a list, you know, I, it's not in my head. <laughs> it's just, just, it's on the, it's, it's on the list. And I, are you a to-do list person? You do it yeah. I have to be. I mean, I I have a lot of stuff to keep track of, and if I just I have to write it write it all down, um, <laughs> just because I just wouldn't remember to do it otherwise. Um, yeah, like I swear by my phone calendar and stuff, and I just like <laughs> I don't I don't have anything to do if there's nothing in the calendar, you know. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, so um, yeah, I I certainly use we use Basecamp um, uh, to keep track of all the all the tasks that everybody has to do and and. Um, sort of pass work back and forth and stuff and when some visual effects are finished you know and need a sound i'll get you know i'll get a task for that and mm-hmm. and it'll just sort of pop up and i'll do it i'll schedule my stuff accordingly you know <laughs> but uh pretty much yeah the, the list is 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 the way the way i do all of that stuff um and a lot of uh, people that well some people that i speak to as well as composers mm-hmm. when they finish on a project sometimes they can't listen to that for some time. I do find that you kind of listen to your stuff 
or do you kind of just leave that? You say, right, that's done with for now and it's gone. Um, I don't have that issue. I mean, I'm able, I mean, sorry. Or do you listen to your stuff at all? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, um, I don't, I, I'm interested, you know, I listen to see if I can find problems mostly. I mean, I listen, um, but then I also listen to, to try to have like a, I'll go away from it for a bit and then I'll come back and listen and just try to have a fresh ears on it just to, just to make sure that I'm still satisfied with it. I mean, I wouldn't change, I can't, you know, after it's out, I can't change it anymore, but, <laughs> but, um, and, and not that I would want to necessarily. I just, um, for me, it's about learning. It's always about trying to improve and trying to improve my, you know, mixing ability and my production ability and, and figure out like, you know, kind of, analyze what I had had done um, and try to make mental notes of, okay, well, maybe I can try this next time and that snare drum will mm-hmm. jump out a little bit better in this section and blah, 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 you know, just whatever sort of mental notes um, <laughs> uh, I can take. But yeah, I don't, I don't really have that issue. I mean, for me, once I finish a piece, I'm like, um, it's like I can, it's just sort of, stuff. it exists and, you know, yeah. I can, I've moved on and it's fine. I don't, you know. <laughs> um, one of the things I've noticed is I was lucky enough um, back nearly this time last, last year, in December last year, I was invited to London to um, Air Studios with Gareth Coker to cool. the recording of uh, Ori and Will of the Wisps. Awesome. Uh, it was, honestly, it was the best day of my life, I'll be honest. Yeah, wonderful. And, um, one of the things I noticed when when recording um there were an awful lot of minor little kind of changes you know um don't play that note play this note you know make this that note a little bit longer make that one a little bit shorter make it yeah. do you do you find you do the same when you're recording well it's, it's interesting because i've actually only ever done one recording session like that because mm-hmm. uh, most of the music that i make is just me playing everything and mm-hmm. recording it directly into my software so i if I'm giving notes to somebody, it's just myself, and then I do it again. You know, um, <laughs> don't do it that way. Do it. This- yeah, play it more in time. <laughs> play it better. You know, <laughs> try that. Try that again, but but good. Um, <laughs> and then it's more like that. <laughs> but though, no, I mean, so for two tracks precisely on Hades, we recorded at Abbey Road Studios wow. uh, in and with for a day and we were there for two days working on that those two tracks plus this other super giant album that that is coming out soon um and that was incredible it was a 20 minute walk from our studios amazing yeah it's (laughs) i mean it was it was the coolest you know it was the coolest thing i've ever done in my whole life um you know ashley barrett and i were there singing on and uh austin wintry was conducting uh Mm. this this uh chamber orchestra that that we assembled for this and uh and it was incredible and i i personally didn't really because i don't you know austin was sort of running the mm-hmm. the recording because he has experience with that and experience conducting people and mm-hmm. and he would give notes and i'd be like yep <laughs> you know <laughs> he's he austin is incredible he's the man that yeah. never stops he yeah he's like a shark he's like a musical shark <laughs> <laughs> So um, I saw recently you've got the the Supergiant Games big vinyl box set thing. Yeah. 
That's so cool. It's you crazy. Be proud yeah. of seeing something like that. Absolutely. No, it's incredible to see. I mean, uh, yeah, we partnered with IM8 bit to put that together and and yeah, the art by James Galeard is amazing and and uh it's just so cool to see like 10 years of work represented in this giant box of vinyl uh, with a bunch of discs and stuff and and I mean p- part of me feels a little bad because then I went ahead and made it like a a big a new four disc vinyl album with Hades, you know, that <laughs> isn't included in there. That's coming out soon and then the just orchestral me. album. Everybody like I'm on um a, a Facebook group of vinyl collectors, video game vinyl collectors. Yeah, yeah. They're so voracious. It's incredible. <laughs> and like, it's even now, you know, I was talking to my friend this morning and she was saying that um, a particular album was on sale. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I can't remember what it was, to be honest, but it originally was like retailing at $100. Wow. Yeah. Uh, on sale for 33 Yeah. But by the time she re- she went to buy one, they, they were all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like stuff when when it, when a game soundtrack gets announced on vinyl, yeah, for sale, you have to either it it you have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You it. can't just wait. Yeah, you can't wait. You can't wait yeah. at all. It's like yeah, the the runs are small and the the fan base is enthusiastic for that stuff, yeah. you know. And and it's and making a big run of vinyl is you know if you don't sell if you don't sell like half of a big run, then you have to put them somewhere. <laughs> They're huge, you know? So, um, I've so always, yeah. I'd love to own um, like a video game vinyl store. Oh yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's interesting. <clears throat> so are you like one of the, the, the other composers like Austin who just is constantly busy doing things? You know, I mean, I think I am, but, but I think one main difference between me and a lot of composers is that I'm also doing, so composing is only like a third of my job, basically, you know, so I'm, I'm also at doing, directing all the voiceover and yeah, in this, in this case of Hades performing some of it um, and doing all the mixing and the sound design and all of, of all the, the sound effects and the audio for the whole game and, and all that stuff. So, so I, I, and then testing the game. I mean, I, I, um, I in the in the couple of weeks before the game came out, you know, I must have played the Switch version like for a hundred hours or something for like in those in just those two weeks, you know, and just finding bugs and taking notes and you know, tweaking stuff. Um, yeah, so I I I, I, I keep really busy, but but not I don't think in the same way that somebody like Austin does where he's he's working on like a million projects and he's on constantly on the, doing video. On the yeah yeah <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to do some more extra curricular stuff like that um will be fun I did a I did a little tutorial video for for how to play uh, good rinse on guitar uh, the other week and that was a lot of fun actually to put together and um so maybe you know it'd be fun to do some more stuff like that probably um, and obviously, I am very well aware in this industry, and particularly with video game music, that you know around NDAs and stuff like that. But mm. is there anything that you know you are kind of able to talk about that's coming out or coming up? Or yeah, I mean, just the the, the things that are uh, definitely coming out soon are the uh, the songs of Supergiant orchestral album is coming out soon-ish. We're kind of waiting on. Um, we're waiting on vinyl production stuff uh, to, to catch up to where, where we are. But um, so we have that. With that, with uh, Rona. Sorry? 
Say again? A lot of problems that um, some vinyls have been delayed because of Rona and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Vinyls were delayed because of that. And there was also a, a, a factory that made like 95% of the lacquer used in like the lacquer um, test, like initial tests, test mm -hmm. pressings that, that, that people make. And like that factory burned down. So, so now they're like, it's like much harder to yeah. get the materials for that for yeah anyway so so it takes it's taking longer and and, and coronavirus of course um and then also the the hades soundtrack is coming out on vinyl mm -hmm. it's you know hopefully soon all, as well <laughs> again <it's, laughs> yeah. you know, those things. and then um yeah i mean those are the things that are announced i think i mean and also honestly we don't we don't um you know we're still supporting hades and haven't like moved on or anything yeah we're still no. still figuring and it's been amazing to see the, the kind of response to it. Everybody, yeah. like my, I was explaining to my friends that I was speaking to you and they were like, oh my God, that's so amazing because they love Hades. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been insane from my end too. I mean, mm -hmm. seeing stuff like the Game Awards nominations and the the Time Magazine, like we're like, the, they put us as like the number one in their top 10 of the 2020. I mean, it's crazy. It's, 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 um, seeing stuff that's like you know where you are considered with all of the games not just sort of just the indie games or just the you know some subset of games it's like that that stuff's like holy cannoli that's that's amazing to to see that yeah. kind of stuff and and the fans have been incredible and 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 the fan art and the just the, all the love like people mm -hmm. have been expressing for the game is really amazing um we we've had people love our past games for sure but just the sort of scale of this is something we've never seen and that's brilliant and, and it's something that you just said there about time magazine you know featuring video game soundtrack 10 years ago you'd never even consider <laughs> that to see that in there yeah yeah it's true we I, I i like to uh refer to stuff like that as or you know people at our studio refer to that as entering the parentosphere it's like something <laughs> that your where your parents will understand what you do like if like look it's, time magazine <laughs> we had really a funny. um one of my best friends uh his he was i don't know his mum was listening to the radio or something and sound of play was on which um originally jessica curry did and um she loved it so she listened every week and she yeah. <laughs> um she was like and then my friend told her about door tunes and she was like she listen to that yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing. That's uh, awesome. Then, like my um, <clears throat> my partner is a, definitely not a gamer, yeah, uh, but really enjoys listening to the music. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. <clears throat> so, one last question: Are you going to take a little break for Christmas? Yeah. So uh, that's the plan. I've got a break next week. Um, I, you know, Thanksgiving, and I'm taking a few days off before. So. Mm -hmm just gonna cook and play video games is the plan um got a lot of catching up to do i've been busy <laughs> um and then yeah i'm taking some time off for christmas hopefully um it's yeah it's it's one of those things where usually after a game launches you know try to get a little break and take get some rest and mm -hmm. this one has been a little bit more of a whirlwind launch so we've been still like actively we got a lot of stuff to do still mm -hmm. um so just launching the game was not the end <laughs> you know <laughs> uh so we're still trying to you know we're we're working on cross saves and making sure that that gets shipped 
Um, and then we're, we're, you know, after that, we have a bunch more stuff to, <laughs> to figure out. Yeah. Um, and then we're, and of course we've been trying to support the game because people are still interested. Whereas any of our other games, you know, the sort of the bubble, you know, the, the peak would be sort of at the tail end by mm-hmm. now, you know, it's been, it's been a couple of months and, and people are still enthusiastic. So, um, you know, we've been trying to, I've been making edit, editing like videos for our social media and stuff and like trying to give people more insights into the game and just gives people some more stuff um, to yeah. engage with and be excited about. Um, so, and that's been really fun actually. Yeah, they let, people love that stuff. I love that stuff, you know, and yeah, totally. I think it's brilliant what kind of you and Supergiant Games are doing. And anybody who's a, a composer or a creator or has any kind of input into the video game, uh, into video games, that's the stuff that comes back out. You know, it, it, it's incredible, especially in the last few years. You've yeah. never seen um, people like Austin doing a, 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 you know, a YouTube channel and yeah. you know, explaining about the pathless and you know, yeah. the journey and about how something was composed. And, yeah, yeah. It's just brilliant, you know. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, Austin, Austin does a lot of great stuff with that, and uh, yeah, it's it's really cool to see his um, the stuff he puts out. Actually, it's fascinating for me too because I, you know, we have such diff- <laughs> different different we have just such different processes processes yeah. that it's um, just it's always fascinating for me. I I've you know worked with Austin on this project, and I I you know I was in LA, and you know gave him some notes when he was working on John Wick and I sat there and we tweaked a mix and you know mm-hmm. and um and uh you know Joe like we've we've had opportunities to work together a little bit um and I did a cover for Tooth and Tail for for him you know um but yeah it's so cool to to see how he works and kind of um in in I maybe more of a traditional way that a composer works um but I'm not, I'm not sure necessarily. Cause he certainly like, he um, likes to take stuff to weird places, which I really appreciate. Um, Cause I like that as well. Um, <laughs> and, it, it is really interesting to hear how all different composers work and, you know, yeah. do, do their thing, do your thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's, really yeah, interesting. Sure. And it's lovely to see kind of, cross-working and people kind of, well, I, you know, I know the video game music community really well and it's lovely. I don't think there's, you know, a bad bone in anybody's body and everybody's quite really supportive of one another. And that's what, something really unusual for a community. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've found that as well. I mean, I, I, I sort of feel a little bit like a, to some degree, like an outsider in, 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 just I've never, you know, just because I feel like I kind of do my thing and it's different from most, like a lot of the stuff. But that being said, everybody's been super nice and super welcoming, and and really, um, I've made friends and and you know, awesome contacts and people who who are really generous generous with uh, information sharing. If you have any sort of question about how something works, people love to talk shop and mm-hmm. um and it's yeah, it's it's very. Um, it's been really cool actually i mean that's something that you know as early as uh the the first you know the the year i think it was 2012 i gave a gdc talk and and bastion was nominated for some uh for some awards uh, in the gang awards you know at gdc and 
And that was like the first time I'd met tons of these audio people and someone had taken it upon themselves to nominate Bastion and been vote for it. And, you know, and, um, and, and yeah, that was, that was, a, that was super crazy. Um, just, just because I, you know, I didn't know anybody in, in the community at that time. So, so that was a big, a really cool um, introduction to, to a lot of these people who have gotten a chance to see year after year in some context or another, <laughs> not, not this year, but most other years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you know, I started this because I love video game music, you know, um, 66 episodes in and not one single person has ever said no. So, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Well, um, I just want to say thank you very much. We have come to the end of the show. Um, if you want, uh, you can let people know what your uh, Twitter address is. Sure, yeah, it's at Darren Corb. That's scary. Nice and, nice uh, and so, short and sweet. Nice and simple, yeah. <laughs> and you can get me at, at Evil New. So, but yes, thank you ever so much for spending the time with me chatting. It's been fantastic. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you.